Even if you win a lot relative to the rest of your life, winning portion is a very small percentage. That means if you don't value the process of winning, you don't enjoy your life. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Grow Time Business Devo, where we use biblical principles to explore and live a high-performance and God-honoring life. And uh, today, I was just, uh, my, my devotional actually brought me to, again, the story of Lazarus, but the story of Lazarus as it's told in John. And so uh, this part jumped out to me. I thought I would share it. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Lazarus is sick. Jesus finds out about it. And this is John 11, uh, starting in verse 4. So when Jesus heard that, heard that Lazarus was sick, uh, this sickness is not unto death, he said, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Here's the important part. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Those two verses are really interesting. Uh, we know from the various scripture that, that Lazarus was one of Jesus' friends. He's one of his best friends. Mary and Martha were his friends. He loved them. It says right here how much he loved them. And what's interesting about it is the next word. So, because he loved them, he waited two more days where he was. It doesn't say that he couldn't leave. It doesn't, it, it's almost as if he, if, he, if he didn't love them, he would have left right away. Because he loved them, he waited two more days. And I had a note here that we don't understand God's timing, but, our, but God's timing is clearly for our good. Yet it might be hard and hard to understand. Um, we don't know in this, like what Mary and Martha were going through. Um, we don't know necessarily the level of their faith or anything like that. As I was looking at this, I started to think, so he waited for, because he loved them. And I know, you know, we like, I often like use my kids as an example. And so when you have kids, I, I think being a father or being a mother, being a parent is a really good way to understand what, what it is between us and God, right? Um, the relationship and the love that you have for your kids is similar to the relationship and the love that you have for God or that God has for you and how you treat them. And here's the, here's the, the high performance application of this, I believe, is that um, when we all know that when we have kids, there are times that, we, um, that they're going through something hard. All right, one of my kids just started middle school and it's a hard time, it's a hard transition in a lot of ways. And we, we often know that when, when they're going through something hard, we we may feel like we want to relieve that, right? We may feel like like we want to make that easier for them. That's because that's because we love them. But because we love them, and when we when as us, as as parents, is when we understand that there are a lot of things that have to develop, and they can only develop in difficult situations. 
because we love them, we allow them to go through the hard things and we're standing there in the background or on the sidelines ready to catch them if they fall. But, we're, but we have to allow them to go through the challenges because that builds the strength and the muscle and all the things that they need for life. So there are times when, and my, my, my kids won't understand it sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes a punishment or a consequence. They don't understand why they're still trying to understand what, why when I say do something, you know, if, if, if we say, if you do this, this consequence will happen. And then they do that and the consequence happens. Why they, they don't really understand um, how we can allow the consequence to happen because we have the ability to, to take it away. But that what they don't realize is that taking it away, relieving that pain actually will hurt them in the long run, much more than the immediate pain of the consequence or the immediate pain of the suffering that, that they're going through that, that is meant to have them grow. And I think with, I think the, the high performance to take away for me is what's interesting here is we don't know. Maybe, maybe Mary and Martha needed, maybe there was something going on and they needed to sit in that pain or that suffering for them, for their sake, for some reason. Um, he says, Jesus says here later down that, that it was done so that they would believe. And the disciples were there too. Maybe this was important for the disciples to see that rather than Jesus going there and healing him before he was dead, um, it would be much more impactful for Jesus to raise him from the dead. And maybe that there was a bigger story where that waiting needed to happen. And because he loved them, that's why he waited because he cared about them and somehow they needed this. And I think in our world, a lot of times we have to you know, in business, there are difficult situations like, you know, there are things that I want, for example. There are things that I'm working towards. I'm working on a certain business initiative and it is a lot of hard work. I want the result really, really badly. And in some ways I'm frustrated that it hasn't already come. What I begin to realize or what I, what I um, believe to be true, but it's hard to even walk out, is that the figuring out, the suffering and pain of figuring out, the delay in waiting that seems like a lifetime. Like, I, like it seems like this should have been done years ago. I'm learning to value the waiting and the, and, and the doing and the work and the pain and the suffering because I believe that that's actually what's going to create a really great result in the end. That's also what's probably going to make it much more valuable and much more enjoyable to have achieved the thing. Um, and I'll have, a, I'll have a higher character. I'll have a higher learning at the end of it. I'll have more wisdom at the end of it rather than it just being given to me. You know, I'm really interested in high-performance athletes. Michael Jordan is one of the really most interesting ones to me. And there are a lot of them. And I read this book, Relentless, um, several years ago. It's by Tim Grover, who is Michael Jordan's trainer. If You should read the book. It's, it's a really good book. And he talks about Michael Jordan valuing the process of winning, not valuing winning, but valuing the process of winning. And that's what made him a champion. The process of winning is like, you would think Michael Jordan doesn't have to go into the gym and like do shots every day, you know, a thousand shots and 
and footwork and dribble and, and endurance work and all that kind of stuff. He's Michael Jordan. He's going to be doing all, the, doing all the high performance and cool stuff. No, Michael Jordan was a champion because every single day he went in and did the hard, hard work and he learned to enjoy the hard work. And the winning was the byproduct of the hard work. That is the key. And um, I believe it is uh, John Maxwell that says, winners value the process of winning and losers only value the result of winning, the feeling of winning. And if you think about that, that's super powerful, right? The idea that, and it's so backwards too, it's backwards from everything that we learn and believe and we think should be natural, right? And, but it makes sense. Most people want the result. We all want the result. The ones who get the result and get it consistently and get the result at the highest level, those people actually get that result as a byproduct of loving the doing and the hard work that, that, that uh, goes to that result, that creates that result. Okay. And this is something we can apply in every single day, daily life, right? Every day of our life. Rather than, you, it's good to vision and set a goal. And so this is how I've been changing it, right? I've actually made my goal this year. One of my goals, um, I talk about it with my coach all the time, is my goal is to value the process of winning. Because if I can learn to value the process of winning, which includes the boring stuff, the mundane stuff, you know, the equivalent of footwork in basketball um, every day, you know, but in my business, you know, the, the, the honing of the little talents and the practicing of, of, of certain things that are going to make me good at stuff that maybe I believe that, or, or some might believe that I'm beyond at this point in my career, I shouldn't be doing those things, valuing those things, valuing the, the failures and finding value in the failures and the disappointments and the times where I feel shame because, because of the failure and all these things, valuing that stuff. Like my goal is if I can value that stuff, right? And make that something that I enjoy, right? So now my goal is not to win. My goal is to value the process of winning, the doing the everyday life, right? If my goal is to value those things, then winning is going to be a natural byproduct. Number two, if you only value the winning, the result of winning, you don't enjoy the process of winning. If you can learn to value the process of winning and love the process of winning, all the hard stuff, then you actually enjoy the majority of it because the winning is actually just a small piece, right? It's such a cliche thing to, to say, you know, you got to enjoy the journey or value the journey. But that is the truth, right? Like if you don't value the journey and you think about it, you look back on your life and you're like, 95% of your life was the journey and you didn't enjoy it and you didn't value it. Wouldn't that stink? Even if you like, even, that's horrible. Even if, you, even if you win a lot relative to the rest of your life, the winning portion is a very small percentage. So that means if you don't value the process of winning, you don't enjoy your life, the majority of your life. That's, that's not a life I want to live and that's not a life that you want to live, but it's a hard thing. So what if you could value the process of winning? And make your goal the habits that, that lead to winning. Make your goal learning 
from every single situation, whether it was a win or whether it was a failure. And these are all sound, sound cliche, but I think it comes out of, it's really interesting when you apply it, like put it in context of this particular story in scripture, how there's value in the, the challenge portion of it. If you just endure it, if you just close your eyes and endure through it, then that's actually, you're giving up maybe the best part of it. Maybe the part, and by say, by, I don't mean best part like, oh, it's, it's necessarily fun. The best part being that it's the part that actually creates the winning, right? And if we want the winning, then, then, we, and we, re, then we realize, wow, that's the part that we need to focus on. You know, there's, uh, I also follow this uh, Jocko, which who I, who I love. And he's a Navy, I think a Navy SEAL. Um, and uh, I've heard him say several times that his goal in being a Navy SEAL was to always do the hardest work. Like he just wants the most hard, the hardest, most painful work at the worst time. Whatever the hardest job was, he would raise his hand and he wanted to do that because he wanted to learn to enjoy the suck, he called it, I think. Um, and so he has this phrase, like when something, when it's raining outside, right? And you got to go run and or work out. He, you know, he, he just says, good, is good after everything. It's raining outside, good. I'm tired, good. It's cold, it's freezing. I can't feel my toes, good. You know, and he says, good after everything. I think there's actually a really good application to that because I, I so I started doing that just for fun. And then it actually, you know, you, we've talked about your two minds, right? So like saying those words, saying good, actually, as funny as it is, like starts to, you start to believe it and you start to crave it. I don't know. That might be a little practice from uh, the, the great Saint Jocko. That is something that, you know, you, we can apply because I, I find it so valuable. But um, anyway, just to sum it up, I think, I hope this was, hope there was something here that was, that was helpful for you this morning. Um, or this afternoon or night, whatever you're, whenever you're listening to this, valuing the process of winning. If you're sitting in a time right now that is, you think, why am I sitting in this, this time? Like, why, why is this thing delayed? I've been, I want this. I'm pursuing this thing. I'm praying about this thing. Why is it delayed? Maybe, maybe there's, something really valuable to be learned in the challenging time. And so maybe rather than just enduring it because it's going to be there anyway, what if you could truly dig in and find the value in it? You might find that you're winning more often and more consistently and quicker. And maybe you actually enjoy the win even more. And bonus, you actually enjoy the majority of your life even more. So anyway, hope this is helpful. I uh, hope you have a great day. And uh, until next time, never stop growing.